Welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David. And I'm Pepper Proxy. And this has been quite the week. It has been quite the week, but kind of a fun weekend. Yeah, we've had a nice uh, nice weekend. I had a couple things to talk about this week. Nice. Uh, one involves our neighborhood and a post on Nextdoor. <laughs> okay. That I enjoyed. The subject of the Nextdoor post was... Fecal matter all about. <laughs> or maybe fecal matter all about. Now, I was, when I clicked on it. Fecal I, matter all about? I was like, is or this. Or a boot if we were Canadian. Is this an FAQ about fecal matter? <laughs> it's all about fecal matter. But that would be all about fecal matter, not fecal matter all about. Right, right. Yes. Um, and the first sentence is, I have noticed a large increase in human feces all over the sidewalk. Yikes. <laughs> I am curious who to call to have the heaps removed so that I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> the what removed? The heaps removed. So <laughs> that I you can spell that? <laughs> H-E-A-P-S. Okay. Removed so that I can walk the streets without risking health and having to look at poop all about. There's where you're all about, false. Right. <laughs> it's, it's all about. It's also hazardous for my fur baby to be tracking through human mess. As a city of very vocal residents, I am curious why Seattleites are so willing to tolerate excrement accumulating throughout the city like we live in some medieval slum. Wow. <laughs> they compared our neighborhood to a medieval slum. Do the children of Seattle not deserve better? I've truly or fur babies. Yeah, I've truly never seen anything like it. I mean, she's obviously never looked before I flushed. Then um, <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very interested in hearing all of the creative solutions. I am not going to share the photos I've taken, as I'm sure you all aware of what I'm talking Wait about. Wait a minute. Although I have substantial <laughs> evidence, if you DM me. Well, hang on a sec. She's like photo document. Is it a female or male or? I think it's a male. Well, they are documenting this. And how do they decipher between um, the fecal matter of a large dog versus the fecal matter of a human? Well, someone commented. There's a lot of (laughs) dog poop left out all over these days too. Yeah. Uh, And there was the poop emoji. Because I think you'd get uh-huh. blocked on next door for certain words. Oh, okay. Which is why we had fecal matter all about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's hard to tell now. And then one of our other neighbors named Jessica replied, Oh my goodness, if you can't tell the difference between dog and human poop, if you can't tell the difference between dog and human poop, you have an issue. It's vastly different. Did she explain how? No. Okay. Then uh, someone said, might want to bag it up and send it to those in government who allow this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because this is a really important issue right now with everything that's going on. The fecal matter all about. Do you, you know, we have seen fecal matter on a sidewalk here or there, which is a, a suspicious size, I would say. But I haven't seen it all about, have you? No, suspiciously sized fecal matter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've heard, here's another comment. 
I've heard about some buildings in New York City that DNA do DNA testing to match dog waste to the dogs in the building, with hefty fines for the owner whose dogs escaped to make a mess or who failed to clean up after them. I wonder if a Seattle-wide policy is needed at this point. Wait a minute. We have rape kits that have not been processed from 15 years ago because there's not enough focus and there aren't enough people to be able to do the DNA testing and and process the rape kits. So New York City has a priority of processing the DNA. Can you even get DNA from fecal matter? No, but you can dust for it. (laughs) 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 So what you do is you get a print of, well, never mind, the part of the dog, and then match it up and say, this seems like schnauzer poop. Um, So... uh, then someone refers to the people that poop in the sidewalk as our untoileted neighbors and that we are privileged for having a toilet. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wasn't it? I'm, I'm sorry, but I feel like there. it was two summers ago when that dude was pooping in the driveway of like down on our walk. Remember yes. that? Yeah, that was a big deal, too. And people were mad because someone was specifically mad about him because he was going to the restroom in their driveway. Is it really called a restroom at that point? He was going to the driveway in their driveway. (laughs) And the person was like, it was right where his kids were getting into the car. Like, because I guess it was hidden from the street a little bit. So he was going there and right by the door where he loads his kids in. And he was like, I don't want my kids stepping in in that. Well, and he got in trouble, though, I think, on Nextdoor because um, somebody suggested, oh, well, you should get motion sensor, um, like, sprinklers. Right. And so, and they said that they use them for raccoons, which I thought was kind of brilliant, I have to say. Um, And then there were people up in arms to say that would be really cruel and nasty to do to the man who was defecating in their driveway. All about. All about the driveway. Yeah. So we, and we have one of the most liberal next doors in the United States. Uh, Yeah. We we are in one of the most liberal districts in the United States. We have a socialist city council member. So, yeah. um, So, in, I have opinions about her too, but we won't, won't go into, go into that. that. But one of the things that I was going to, I remember when you were initially getting on Nextdoor and I was like, you can't really post anything on Nextdoor. Not that you were wanting to, but. No, because I'm very private. I, you know, yeah, I don't have but Facebook you were, you or had Instagram. Ho- you had hopes for it. I well, think. I got a treasure. Right. <laughs> you got a treasure. So I set up my, myself for failing, like. Disappointment because the very first week I was like, What the heck is this magical place? <laughs> exactly. And so then to prove my point, I posted, Hey, are there any haunted places here in Seattle? Every neighborhood has places where the yeah. kids say, That house is haunted, just to kind of prove to you. Like, and the first comment was, The only ghost, ghost that haunts this neighborhood is gentrification. <laughs> 
and then so pathetic. I mean, college. And then a lady a little older than we are. uh, She was hitting on you. Yes, she private messaged me. She was hitting on you. She private messaged me. She's like, I got a Ghostbuster in the neighborhood. She's like, (laughs) let's hook up. She's like, come over to my place and I'll show you a ghost. (laughs) Ghost in my panties. Haunted panties. Wow. You could probably sell those on eBay. Yeah, as long as you've worn them for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, that was my... I just I just thought Fecal Matter All About would be a great uh, band name in the tradition of the butthole surfers. Yes. Or like a punk band. Like, And it's, it's such an interesting phrase. And fecal is a great word. <laughs> so that was that was one of my topics for awesome. today. I liked it. And the other one um, I was going to talk about a little bit was uh, field trips when we were in school. Okay. Um, I don't know if you ever went on field trips. I think we'd have an annual trip to the Toledo Zoo. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. See, that's a nice one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have some that were traumatic? Well, I think I've mentioned these in passing on the podcast before, but I wanted to go a little bit more detail, which is one of the first field trips I remember going on, and this was with my Cub Scout troop, not my school. Mm -hmm. So it was in the cold Ohio winter, probably like right after a snowstorm. We drove in a car to a McDonald's, and there in the McDonald's, they took us into a basement conference room where there was a VCR and they showed us, yeah, they showed us videos of how awesome it is to work at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were, they were setting you up young to yeah. <laughs> for a career. And, and then, um, gave us a uh, free hamburger and fries. Okay. Which was nice. Early recruiting. What, what grade were you in or how old oh, were gosh, you? Gosh, I was young, probably like 11. Okay. My troop leader Mrs. Wilkes, she said, well, can we tour the kitchen? And they were like, no, we're not allowed to have people that don't work here in the kitchen. Okay. So, you can watch the video of so, <laughs> so We literally just drove to a McDonald's, watched a videotape about how awesome it was to work at McDonald's. And it was aimed at teenagers with teenager-type yeah. benefits. And then given a, a, a hamburger and a small fries and then sent on our way. That doesn't sound like... Did you have to get permission slip signed for no, that? No, that was just for Cub Scouts. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't Mrs. Know you, Wilkes. Yeah, I don't know how, how much permission you had to get in the <laughs> Cub Scouts in those days. <laughs> it was kind of a free-for-all. But I always thought that was hilarious that we went to the McDonald's as a Cub Scout field trip yeah. to get a job training video about... like Or a propaganda video about that. When I thought about it, I realized that... My school also went to a fast food place. We went to the White Castle corporate headquarters on uh, Goodale Drive in. Oh, that building was beautiful. Columbus. I have to say, it was like the enamel tile. Wasn't it enamel tile? Porcelain. Like porcelain. Oh, so it was gorgeous. So the which was interesting in one sense because that's where they did the metal and porcelain buildings. So at the time, they were building the facade for all of the White Castle restaurants and other diners and stuff. Uh Anyone that had that kind of white porcelain facade, it was built there. So it's porcelain mounted to metal. And you never have to paint it. And it lasts 
forever, mm-hmm. basically. So they brought us there to show us that. That's cool. Yeah. So we we went in to see that process, which was very cool. And um, they explained to us that they used to make mobile White Castle restaurants. Because White Castles were so White Castle restaurants were so small, like a food truck almost. It was a building though. Oh, but it was a self-contained building that you could just lift up and take somewhere else. Oh, that's cool. Um, and the reason they did that is they were so small that they would try and uh, get as little land as they possibly could to put it on. And a lot of landlords weren't willing to do long-term leases for little slices of land on a bigger land mm. plot because if they sold the whole plot. They would have to do that. But I looked it up today, and they only ever moved two White Castle restaurants while they were open. So oh. they went through this whole process, and I don't but think it was... it was unnecessary. I think it was pretty much unnecessary. But it's still kind of a cool concept. So that part was cool. Yeah. Then... <laughs> <laughs> I know you're already laughing. Then they took us into a room and explained to us that um, there's nutritionally all you need to eat... To survive is White Castle hamburgers and orange juice. This sounds vaguely familiar. Right. I think I mentioned it before the podcast. Yeah. And I was just thinking about it because I was like, wait, I went to McDonald's and White Castle. And so they did did an experiment back in the (laughs) 1930s where they paid this medical student to eat nothing but White Castle hamburgers for three months. Okay, is this the is this where that guy who did supersize me he got his idea? Maybe Spur, Spurlock, I think yeah. was his name. But one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is um, the guy who said that people shouldn't eat hamburgers that spurred them on to do the experiment. This is his quote about um, hamburgers in general. The hamburger habit is just about as safe as walking in a garden while the arsenic spray is being applied. (laughs) And about as safe as getting your meat out of a garbage can standing in the hot sun. Well, he kind of was was a little right. I mean, he was ahead of his time. So how long did the, um, the medical student... Just survive on orange juice and... Um, well, he didn't do orange juice. Sliders. He did water. They had added orange juice in the 70s. As oh, in the after ses- they, they learned he had got... Ri- is it rickets or scurvy? Probably. Uh, like you'd, get, you'd get scurvy, but it was... <laughs> um, so for 13 weeks, all he ate was White Castle hamburgers uh-huh. and water. And at Ooh. the end, he was eating 20 to 24 burgers a day. Poor guy, man. Oh, I don't like White White Castle. I know it's like (laughs) controversial, but I don't like, they're like a little paste burgers. Yeah, but my favorite part of it was they said he never voluntarily ate a hamburger again in his life, and he died of heart problems at age 54. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the punchline. That's funny. I thought it was good. I like it. What? Well, were you talking about your um, food industry field trip? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Recruit for education. Yeah, um, we used to go on field trips to General Mills in in Toledo. It was a giant General Mills plant, and they made cereal, um, all different kinds of cereal, and it was just like every year we would go, and sometimes I don't think it was a. Fi- 
Maybe we would go with school, school, but then it was open to pub, the public too. And we went a few times during the field trips because at the end of the field trip, they gave you at least one box of cereal, full-size nice. box. Nice. But I just remember when I was like really little, like they'd give me like five or six different boxes because I'd be so excited about it and be like, oh, what is that kind? What's that flavor? And so it was amazing. And you you knew people that worked at General Mills. Well, I know a secret about General Mills. Yes, I do know people who worked at Gen- General Mills, but I can tell you that back in the olden days, in the 1970s, we went through a couple shortages as a country. Um, there was a coffee shortage um, where coffee prices were insane. They were just like, it was crazy. Probably more expensive than it is today. Um, there was a gas shortage. Um, and then there was also a sugar shortage. And not many people know about the sugar shortage, but when, it was in the 1970s and it was, sugar was very expensive and um, hard to come by. Well, we were able to not have any issues with having sugar during the sugar shortage because we knew somebody who worked at General Mills and they had a quote unquote accidental sugar spill. What? Um, Yeah, accidental on purpose sugar spill. And so instead of having the sugar go to waste, the employees could take some like, sugar. Not just like five pounds, like 70 pounds of sugar because <laughs> it was a whole sugar storage thing. And you think, ooh, a sugar spill. Who wants to like eat sugar off the floor? But David, like it was one, the floors were super duper clean. This whole place was super duper clean. And the it was so much sugar. It was like piled up in like a giant, giant, giant mound. But it was always fun to go to General Mills and get my get my breakfast cereal. <laughs> and that's my secret about General Mills. They're cl- they closed that um, fac- or factory. Is it called? But that's fun to be able to go and get cereal. Yeah. All I got was. Um, <laughs> A heaping heap of... A hamburger of... and small fries and then some White Castle hamburgers. White Castle. And they didn't even give us White Castles. They just gave us coupons for White Castles. Oh, so you didn't even get to eat them like there? Like... They didn't make them there. I'm t- the, the thing that keeps like sticking out from your, your stories is that McDonald's had a bunker. <laughs> like in the basement? Yeah. Well, it was weird because it, it seemed to me in retrospect, not at the time, that that must have been built for a different purpose than a McDonald's, the building they were in. Okay. Because I don't think you would ever give a restaurant a basement. Yeah. Unless they needed it for storage. Yeah, which they were kind of using it for, but it had like a big table in it. Yeah. And a VCR with a (laughs) TV. Was it a Betamax? Probably. Like, (laughs) my memory... Wouldn't you love to get your hands on that training video? Probably. I could make TikToks about it. (laughs) All right. Well, that was only all I had for this week. Yay. Well, it's nice chatting with you. Good to chat with you, too. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com. <laughs>